everyone, welcome to episode number 44 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Ted Chan, the founder and CEO of CareDash. Let's not waste any time. Let's bring him on and start the podcast up. Hi, Ted. Thanks so much for joining us on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great to it's great to have you on. Uh, I know you and I met back a couple of months uh, pre-COVID-19, where we were actually able to go and have lunch and, and chat, which was uh, nice. Seems like a distant memory <laughs> now being able to do that. Yeah, great, <laughs> great place in Central Square. Yeah. Uh, really miss those <laughs> types of lunch meetings. Mm. It's uh yeah now you only the most you see someone is through a video camera which is uh it's not the same it's nice but it's not the same no you just end up sitting sitting all day right in one spot <laughs> but uh, no it's still good to it's still good to keep in touch and um, I think lots of positive change coming to healthcare long term and we'll get we'll get through this absolutely yeah it's uh. They'll make us stronger for sure. Uh, not just healthcare and even some other industries, even the industries that got hard. I, I think they're going to see a lot of support um, from from you know their their loyal customers after all of this happens. Um, but really excited to have you on. I'd love if you could tell the audience a little bit about how your career started and a little bit more about you, and then we can discuss CareDash in more detail as well. Yeah, so I, I'm a serial entrepreneur and CareDash is my third company. Uh, so the other two companies were in the education space. Uh, I started them, I got my MBA at, at MIT and I started, uh, really started on the entrepreneurial uh, journey while I was there. Um, so those companies uh, did well. Um, I changed to the healthcare space uh, because I, and we can really see it now, but uh, Five, six years ago when I started thinking about uh, getting into the healthcare market, um, you, you could really see that uh, there was rapid disruption coming. And I think it's those times where it's especially interesting, especially fun, and uh, you know, especially rewarding uh, to be an entrepreneur in those markets. Um, so CareDash, we started to work in 2015. Um, and really it's the last two years that we've been scaling up. Um, so we are a, a patient, uh, we match uh, patients with uh, physicians and we have about 2 million patients a month uh, on CareDash searching uh, for the right uh, provider or practice or, or hospital. I'll stop there. I don't. I don't want to just ramble. Yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I actually muted my mic when, <laughs> so I wasn't. No. No. Enough about um, you can have. You can have them just cut that last part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Um, wow. Two million people a month. That's crazy. Um, what I, I would like to focus in on too, and like the building of the business. So. In the early stages, obviously you're at a much better pace now. What were some of the what were some of the challenges being in the space that you're in when starting up CareDash? Well, you and I talked about this a lot when we we had lunch. Uh, one of the things that it's hard to get access to is good. Uh, you you, know, you got to start out with good data, 
and um, practice and physician data is incredibly messy. Um, so we actually have a whole team of data scientists uh, working with multiple data sets. Um, these are actually, uh, I mean, our team is, that's working on this is incredible. They're actually all from really good schools, all, um, you know, uh, statistics or uh, computer science folks. And, all, and their job is just to, just to figure out which data source is most likely to be correct, right? <laughs> and at the end of the day, there's so much of it that's, that's still guessing. Um, so I think that was a, a hard initial piece uh, of starting the company. And I think it was the right thing to do to make a, a good and you know, a, a large investment in, in getting, um, I wouldn't say we're anywhere near perfect, but uh, a pretty good data set that um, matches to what should be out there, right? Versus what's sort of generally floating out there publicly. Yeah. Um, credentials, as you know, is, is one of the areas um, that's really messy. Um, and that just, just sorting that out is, is basically a, a person working, you know, full time for a year. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's certainly a, uh, th there's just so many, so many different pieces of data. And obviously one of the big concerns on the patient end is going to a provider that happens to be out of network, even though they think they're in network, right? That's, uh, it shouldn't be that huge of a problem today, but it is still. Um, it's uh, it, so. So with the platform, you also take in. Um, it, you you also focus in on like the reputation of the healthcare professional as well, right? Through some tools. Yeah, I think we um, we try to provide a holistic view of. Uh, what the patient should expect. And I, I think I look at reviews as one of those data points. Um, we really want to have a good headshot, uh, a good bio, uh, along with a number of other data points that we try to collect, uh, procedures frequently performed, right, areas of expertise, philosophy. Um, um, we we want to have, well, we want to aggregate those things and put them put them all in one place um, at the end of the day, uh, I think biographies are really important because that's, that's how you get a, a, a profound understanding kind of of what the doctor's expertise is. And at the end of the day, reviews should just, should just sort of corroborate that. Yeah, it's, I mean, one of the first things that you do when you're buying any type of product, right, is you look at reviews, and we're certainly doing that with healthcare professionals today as well. Um, what what type of healthcare professionals are highlighted on your platform? So we we actually list just about every type of um, healthcare professional that um, is credentialed by the federal government. <laughs> um, you know, but I, I'd say our our core focus areas are uh, you know, primary care, women's health, routine, like all the routine care. Um, and then therapists is an area that we're strong in. Uh, things like dental and optometry, we also uh, have quite a lot of traffic. Uh, and then um, we do practices. And uh, very quietly, we're one of the leaders in hospital reviews. So that's an area that 
uh, we've had a lot of growth in and we're really working on the product there and have some exciting things later in 2020. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, that's that's still been a relatively hard thing to find uh, solid reviews on, on on many of the hospitals out there. I mean, yeah, I, and I think it's it, we're I think we we're going to bring an interesting point of view to the market. Um, there are lots of hospital reviews on the horizontal sites, um, Google My Business and Yelp, um, but they are really low ratings. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of ones and twos there, um, and I don't think that really reflects what the patient experience um, at hospitals looks like. So we survey patients uh, to get our hospital reviews, and we we're finding that average is coming out around a 4.1 or 4.2. Um, that makes sense to me, like eight or eight and a half out of uh, 10 patients are uh, satisfied with their, with their hospital experience. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I think on the other side, there's a lot of complainer bias, but I think, you know, this is uh, uh, something that's not good for the patient experience because it's, you know, those sites, I don't think are reflecting the true patient experience. So, so patients are going in with, a, with expecting a negative, like a, they're going into hospitals expecting a bad experience, right? Um, you know, when in reality, eight, eight or nine out of 10 patients, you know, should come out expecting to be happy <laughs> or at least satisfied with their care. Do you, do you ever think you'll do anything with like urgent care centers? Uh, that are, you know, not the ones that are affiliated with hospitals? We, we list them. Um, we're trying to improve our uh, categorization there. Um, you know, it's, I think it's an important mode of care to be represented on our site. Um, we've done pretty well um, with some partners in the online urgent care space, um, but the, the practice data there is especially uh, messy to sort out. Um, so that's a project that we have uh, <laughs> cooking right now, and hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll um, have a good product there later this year. When you say online urgent care, do you mean like these virtual clinics that are out there? Uh, virtual clinics, but also larger telehealth providers that are, um, you know, doing, doing them on a corporate basis or um, so those things, I think, those companies are easy, easier to find and, and organize and, and send folks over to. Yeah. The, the Telenox of the world. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's certainly been a, a huge focus on those types of companies, especially now. Um, what did someone say that recently? It took a pandemic to, you know, telehealth was always, it was leverage, but nothing like it is today. And I think will continue to be used moving forward. Yeah, and I think the the pace, you know, at which the healthcare system is just getting refactored right now is is crazy. Um, I think it's, you know, we as a as a newer company, um, still established establishing a brand in the space, have found a lot easier to work with digital health companies and telehealth, you know, new new wave um, telehealth providers rather than the existing system. So it's th this sort of shift has been, I think, well, it has been beneficial for our business and I think it will be um, 
especially beneficial long term. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, you'll you'll also see. I think we'll start seeing a lot of consolidation in that space. It just, I mean, there, there's quite a few companies out there, uh, and, and some have a very focused. Uh, you know, they have a very focused niche uh, as far as how they're going after it, whether it's women's health or uh, I've even seen some orthopedic type stuff. But um, what, uh, one of the questions I wanted to make sure I asked you too during during this podcast also uh, to kind of change change the subject. How how do you feel your early career history and kind of being in that education space? How do you feel that helps you with CareDash today? Yeah, good good question. Um, you know, so I I'll, I'll take it back even further <laughs> career wise. Um, so so my I my parents are immigrants and they came to the u.s uh, my dad actually came to the u.s to study accounting but they opened a restaurant <laughs> um so i grew up i grew up in that that business um which which really really is the the service business of service businesses right <laughs> yeah. um and i think that ties to, to healthcare. I, I mean i i have this conversation a little bit more than i would like to but um health care and be, being a doctor or running a practice is very much a service business. Um, you know, I, I, I know that physicians don't always want to look at it that way. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, either they're, they're happy with the service they got and the way they were treated, um, and they review uh, doctors and practices, you know, not dissimilarly to how they would uh, review a restaurant. <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, after I worked in the, the family business for a while up until I graduated from, from college uh, and one summer afterwards in Nantucket, <laughs> um, I, I wanted to be a journalist. Um, and I, I did a lot of writing and, and journalism. So I, CareDash to me, I look at, you know, and I actually list it. I'm the, I'm the CEO, but I'm also the managing editor um, because I, I want us to hold ourselves to journalistic standards in terms of um, the quality of the content that we put on the site and our approach uh, to um, trying to stamp out fake reviews. Um, so those those things are are important to me, and that that really was how I viewed my role in the education space um, was to create quality content that could be used by uh, many many millions of Americans. Actually, 25 million Americans a year still use the the, the two websites uh, and apps and, and content that I created. Um, so CareDash is really about um, scaling um, the scaling quality, scaling transparency, um, you know, while re retaining uh, a sort of a, a journalistic mentality uh, to what we're doing. Yeah, you've developed some great content, so uh, kudos to you there. Um, I want to say that's how I first found your your site. Um, Is that right? first connect yeah, I believe I can't remember the article now, but um, 
It's funny, a lot of people, uh, I, I've met people who are like, oh, I know Kardash. You guys have an article about the sponges. Because like, <laughs> like one of our most popular articles is, uh, you know, like, you, you should put your sponge in the dishwasher because it's actually pretty, pretty grim. Um, but uh, actually, in the last uh, 18 months, um, maybe a little more than that now, two years, all of our content is either medically written or medically reviewed. Um, so we're, you know, really trying to push ourselves up to a, you know, WebMD type standard or a Healthline type standard. Yeah, they have some great content. I mean, they're the same thing with, uh, in regards to them, right? It's, it's a huge deal because uh, the only reason I even, I mean, obviously I've heard of WebMD, but some of these other websites, it's, it's really by the attractive articles that lead you to the site. So I think that's really cool what you're doing with, uh, with top content. Yeah, at the end of the day, we, I think we play a role in the patient journey and we, we want to make sure that they have uh, well, you know, well done and uh, easy to consume content. So that's, that's where we've positioned ourselves. Um, we don't try to do, you know, long form medical content that um, talks about every single minute detail, you know, or care pathway that you could go down. We try to focus on making our information uh, digestible, easy to read, um, and uplifting. Um, actually, you could find that that could be. Um, I've I've found as a writer that's a lot of times harder to do that, right? Um, to make some, write something in a concise way than you know just just sort of put everything out there. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the quick, digestible content. It's like what I told you, what we try to do with the podcast, right? By not making it an hour. It's, uh, it's just, you know, people are going to read it. You know, people are going to digest it quickly. Right, right, um, yeah. You know, it's, uh, I always said. No, I, honestly, I'm, I'm, uh, now that you've told me that, or, or now that we're doing this and it's not going to be 45 minutes, I'm much more likely to listen to the other ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, well, you know, that's what we were doing too. Because I remember when I first started, I would, I would be close to an hour. And then I would look at the kind of feedback on it and no one was listening to it. Or they, you, you, the thing with podcasts, you can't get full, you know, you can't tell who listened to the whole thing, but you can tell who, um, right. you know, who, who yeah. was taking interest in it. And I, I don't listen to anything. That says they listened to the whole thing. They probably just, right. They probably just left it on and walked out of the room or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 15 minutes between 50 and 30 minutes, you know, people are going to listen to it. Uh, which is exciting. So, but yeah, no, it, I, I uh, like I said, big fan of your content. We'll continue following your content and the and the site. Um, what, what's uh, what can you share like publicly, as far as what's next for the company moving forward? I mean, for us, uh, we we're in a great position uh, in terms of the way we built the company. Um, we, you know, on a good day, we run cash flow positive. Um, for us, it's about um, building more reach, building more scale, and building the, the quality of the vertical search product. So uh, we want to be the best place to research, right? Verify your eligibility and, and schedule um, uh, an appointment. And I, I think we're we're getting there. Um, in part one, right, we're still really struggling in eligibility. So we have a lot of work and a lot of investment left there. And then, you know, we, you know, I mentioned this when we talked, um, 
we would really like to integrate uh, all of the scheduling platforms so that we can give patients the, the most seamless experience possible. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's quite a bit of work and quite a bit of the team's time to do that, but I think it will be worth it in the long run. Yeah, it, it's not an easy task. Integrations, especially at that level with the different uh, <laughs> scheduling software, like that is not easy at all. Um, yeah, you know that. I, and I think, you know, the one thing I'll add to all that is we want to be at the center of making healthcare an open innovation uh, ecosystem. Uh, so, you know, I think health, health IT companies, health systems um, have been notoriously closed about uh, sharing data and allowing integration and having APIs. Um, and we, we accept data from, um, you know, whoever wants to write it in. We don't charge for that, um, which other, other directories do, right? We have an API that allows uh, companies to integrate and pull, pull data as it's, you know, relevant to their, to their uh, physicians and practices. Um, so we, 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 we want to be a part of that, um, you know, making, making healthcare more open. Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to make the patient experience better. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, great. Well, Ted, where can people connect with you? Where can they learn more about CareDash? Yeah, CareDash.com. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm Upward Mobility. Uh, I'm chatting it up a lot there. And then uh, I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. Um, so any of those places. Uh, Drop me a line and uh, we'll connect. Perfect. I'll throw some of those links into the show notes too, so people can connect with you. Well, again, thanks so much for, for joining us on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I can't wait for you and I to be able to you know, grab coffee or a lunch again, hopefully sooner rather than later. But uh, you know, who knows when? Um, you know, it being in 2020, that would be a goal. That would be a uh, a good thing, I guess. <laughs> I um I think it'll be it'll be sooner than the end. Let's say uh, Q3. Yeah, <laughs> we got some good places in Cambridge we can meet up to. So looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, enjoy the the rest of your day and look forward to continuously staying in touch. Best of luck to you and Care Dash. Thank you. You too. Right. Bye now. Bye. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is unlocking healthcare professional data, making it easily shareable. They want to make life easier for healthcare professionals and organizations so that they can focus on tasks like providing the best care possible to patients. Block Health leverages their smart universal common application and blockchain technology to streamline many of the tasks that healthcare professionals and organizations must engage in like primary source verification, provider enrollment, state licensing, state license renewals, DEA registration, DEA renewals, and much more. They do all of this through their easy to use platform. If you would like to learn more about Block Health, please check out their website at www.bloclhealth.com. Thanks.
Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, You can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.